back to Bit Wise of the Podcast. I know we've been on a little bit of hiatus, but we're ready to start 2020 um, outside of our live episode with Sonic the Hedgehog. As always, I'm Kate, and we're with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And since we all kind of like Sonic, it was kind of just a toss-up today on who was going to lead the notes, and it was me. So I'm leading us today, and my first question is, how many Sonic games have you played? I think a better question would be, how many Sonic games can you name? <laughs> That's a better question. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, obviously, I've played Sonic 1, 2, 3, obviously 3D Sonic. Um, I'm, if we don't talk about this Dream ha- uh, the Dreamcast Sonic games, which are by far, in my opinion, the best ones, only because I could also rag on Adrian about the Dreamcast again and its ex- existence. Um... Then when we get to the later games, I've played some of the ones that we had on the Xbox that they had, and then they were so bad that I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I was like, I'm sorry, Sonic has died. Um, <laughs> I've also watched the cartoon that came out, and I guess it's not a game, but the cartoon exists, and it's actually not bad. There's a lot of cartoons. I there was, is a lot of I was, I'm sure they are, but I just remember the main one, I guess. I'm sure which one. There were two cartoons at the same time. Well, I remember one of them, and I remember it was cool. <laughs> the other one, I have no idea. Dude. It was a long time um, ago. We're going on, like, what, 40 years, almost 30 years of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, So I, for leading this episode, don't think I've played that many Sonic games, actually. Oh. Um, But I've watched every single t- one of the TV series. That was something that I found out. Um, but I remember playing the first Sonic the Hedgehog. And then I played Sonic Heroes. And then I played, was it Sonic? Uh, the one for the GameCube. Sonic Adventure? Sonic, Sonic Heroes Sonic Ad- is on the GameCube. Okay, yeah, Sonic Heroes. There's another one. I think it's like Sonic Adventure. And then I played Shadow. Sonic Adventure. My brother. Oh, I guess Sonic Adventure Two was on the GameCube. That's what it is. I don't know. I always, yeah, I, Sonic Adventure Two. So Sonic Adventures I only played on the uh, Dreamcast. I did not have. Well, one it's of weird those. because there's they, it re-releases on like all of these consoles. Everything. So like you could have played <laughs> yeah. Sonic on basically everything at some point. Yes. Pretty much. Um, and then I played Sonic Generations for sure and Shadow because my little brother was like obsessed with Shadow versions of things. So like he play, his favorite character was Dark Link, and so we played Shadow the Hedgehog because we had to. Um, I've also played uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, the most recent one, because I sucked at it, and it was on the Switch, and it was on a live stream at PAX West, and I was competing for the <laughs> site's honor, and I backed out of the entire screen. It's very hard. Played the first one of the, but I just don't really count those as Sonic games because, like, then you have like what the Sonic Racing that he's in or something like that too. Yes. Which I just never really cared for that either. But I am looking at this list that we pulled up finally, and I forgot that like there's some games that I did play that I just, I'm glad I don't remember playing them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I don't, I didn't, I didn't play very many Sonic games just because in like the 90s i didn't have the consoles to play sonic i didn't have a genesis or a dreamcast and but uh my uncle did so i did play sonic adventures on his dreamcast so yeah matt i love sonic I Adventure dreamcast. dreamcast i still have that game on my um, 80 minute cd that you burned 
but I think the first one that I played that that was my own was Sonic and Knuckles because I remember really liking Knuckles because red guy probably. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed Sonic Sonic and Knuckles, but then I think I played Sonic Adventure on the PC when I got ported over because like we had just gotten a PC and I think that was like the first game that we had and I played like the 3D version of whatever whatever. So like I I played a couple, but then after that like I just never wanted to use my money to buy Sonic games because there was other things going on in the 2000s that um, but I did I did watch the show I think Adventures no not Adventures Sonic the Hedgehog the other one Sonic the Hedgehog I think it's just Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> yeah, right Sonic it's just it's just the name of the thing the yeah, same thing to me they just Sonic everyone. and Sonic yeah like I think Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was like the one from like the 90s and just looked looked weird but I think the Sonic the Hedgehog one was the one with a little bit more updated graphics. That's the one I, I used to watch when I was little. I just like doing, as, as we go into the production history now, I would just like to say that I am Sonic years old. Because <laughs> Sonic came out the same year I was born. So, <laughs> I am Sonic years old. This is the first time it's happened to me on this podcast. So, yay. Um, <laughs> but... Sonic the Hedgehog, if you don't know, is a Japanese video game series and essentially a media franchise now that was created by Sonic Team and owned by Sega. The franchise centers on Sonic and anthropomorphic Blue Hedgehog, which I'm watching Zumbo's Just Desserts on Netflix right now, and the New Zealand people all say Hedgehog, and it makes me very, very happy. So, want to throw it out there. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um... <laughs> The franchise centers on Sonic, and he battles evil Dr. Eggman, who is a mad scientist. The main Sonic the Hedgehog games are platformers developed by Sonic Team, and other games developed by various studios, studios include spin-offs in racing, fighting, party, and sports genres. The franchise also incorporates printed media animations and the 2020, which was supposed to be the 2019 feature film. Which is kind of like, I'm assuming, why we're talking about this, because that movie will be coming yes. out in a, probably about a week or two. Yes. Um, so, when it first started out, uh, Sonic, as I said, was released in 1991 on the Sega Genesis and was developed after Sega requested a new mascot character to replace Alex Kidd. And Alex Kidd with two Ds. Never heard of that until I did these notes and compete with Nintendo's mascot, Mario. Its success helped Sega become one of the leading video game companies during the 16-bit era of the early 1990s. Sega Technical Institute developed the next three Sonic games in addition to Sonic Spinball, and after a hiatus during the unsuccessful Saturn era... Ooh, Do we want to talk about the Saturn era? One. Oh man, that was so bad. <laughs> yeah... You want to talk about Saturn memories? Oh, I don't, to, I don't have that many. I just remember it coming out. I never actually owned one, and it was like this very overcomplicated-looking, huge device. And then I never understood it. And people were like, "I got a Sega Saturn," and I was just like, "This looks way overly complicated than it needs to be." <laughs> I mean, I will say Sega had cool names: Saturn, Genesis, Dreamcast. It's the Sega it's CD. Cool. <laughs> very simple um yeah so uh yeah 
After a hiatus during the unsuccessful Saturn era, the first major 3D Sonic game, Sonic Adventure, was released in 1998 for the Dreamcast. Yeah. Sega exited the console market and shifted to third-party development in 2001, which allowed the series to come to Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. And then Sonic died. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how that works? Matt's not alone, though. I'm not alone in this. Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I was reading the Wikipedia page and just, like, reading a few forums and everybody was like, yeah, I remember when when Sonic was good and that was before he was available everywhere else. Yeah, once he gets made available everywhere, it just kind of goes completely downhill. And then specifically what they cite is the 3D. Oh, no, yeah, it gets it. weird. Sonic's 3D years. Yeah, Um. so the Dreamcast did it very well, in my opinion. I love playing them on the Dreamcast, um, especially the second one's really good. You get to use with shadow and they have like a lot of like platforming and like they almost incorporated some like tony hawk aspect where you're like grinding on rails as you fly across the city yeah it's a lot of fun but then they get to like the xbox stuff and it is awful and i just remember sonic unleashed i believe it's the one in 2008 and i was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna come back i'm gonna like Sonic. i remember that and one. i played to the fourth level and i was like this is the most awful thing i've ever seen i remember that one also side note is tony hawk pro skater technically a platformer um i think it depends on whether you talk about like the... could it be considered a platformer because of the grinding mechanics i guess and you... then especially like i said i think it depends on which ones we're talking about i don't know about the first two or three but the as you from four up yeah like i said once you get to four up you could probably make that argument but i don't know about the first three because i mean i guess you could to some extent but a lot of them are like contained of what you were doing because you did there wasn't as much like openness in them. What is it. this Sonic Unleashed game? This game looks ridiculous. This game is awful. <laughs> I played the first Why four levels. Why does Sonic have big ass arms for? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, what was the rating on that game? Since you looked it up, I think it was like in the fours the last oh, time. I don't know. But this music for this is like it's a four point two out of five. That's not bad. Ninety six percent of people liked it. And which one? Is this looks exactly like the Sonic that's used in the live action now? If you look at the cover of the game, actually. Oh, what are these huge arms? Yeah. Ew! Why does he have huge arms? What? I don't get it. Why is he punching stuff like that? Oh, he turns into like a werehedgehog thing. Oh, so the funny thing about this one is this is one of the ones that, like, on the backwards, it gets good reviews on the backwards, but on the new consoles, it doesn't. So, like, a PS2, this game has a 7 out of 10, but then on the 360 and PS3, it has a 4 out of 10. <laughs> uh... Like, same thing that has IGN. GameSpot has this game as a 7 out of 10 on the Wii and has it a 3.5 out of 10 on the 360 and the PS3. So, did you play it on the 360 Yeah, then? I didn't play no damn Wii. Oh. Uh... Yeah. So, this is one of the ones where we go through that weird era where they have, like, games being released on both platforms and there's actually extreme differences between the qualities of games. Because, yeah, if you look at the, even the thing, like, the Metacritic score, it's like a 53 on the PlayStation 3, a 60 on the Xbox 360. I guess it tops out at a 66 on the PS2. I hate this game. It was terrible. Yeah, it looks very bad. Uh, may, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it looks bad. The, the big arm thing. I just don't get the big arm thing. And if Sonic goes into, like, a Were Hedgehog movie in in the Sonic movie, I'm going to lose my mind. You don't want him to go wear Hedgehog and have these giant claw paws? Yeah, like, what is that? That's a scary Hedgehog. It's a scary Hedgehog. 
this is yeah this is this is a thing okay maybe i didn't play sonic unleashed pretty sure i didn't uh because that that's weird um so while sonic games typically feature unique game mechanics and stories they're linked by several recurring elements such as health system <laughs> location and speed-based gameplay oh my god that's gonna be the photo I, that's gonna be our featured image for this episode yeah please can it be oh because God. it's ridiculous while sonic games typically feature unique game mechanics and stories they are linked by several recurring uh recurring elements such as the health system locations and speed-based gameplay games typically feature sonic setting out to stop eggman's schemes for world domination and the player navigates levels that include springs slopes bottomless pits and vertical loops while Sonic and Eggman were the only characters introduced in the first game, the series would go on to have a large cast of characters, such as Miles, Tails, Power, Knuckles, the Echidna, and Shadow the Hedgehog, um, who all starred in self-titled spin-offs. The franchise has also been represented across all of the Sega All-Stars and Super Smash Bros. series. Did anybody like any I of the other characters? I thought Tails... Or I thought Knuckles was just another hedgehog. No, I didn't know yeah, he was no, he was. Never. I just found out that he was not a hedgehog oh. when I was looking at like Wikipedia thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he was like a whole other creature. Yeah. But also, like it, he looks. It's basically a hedgehog-looking thing anyway. <laughs> if you look at it, he just he looks like Sonic with long hair. Yeah. But so also he's an kid... he's an edgy Sonic. An edgy Sonic. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. That, that's what Shadow was. Oh, yeah, that's no. No, no, Shadow is an emo Sonic. Yeah. I thought you were going to say goth Sonic at first. But Oh. Yeah, I mean. Eh. Is he a vamp kid is what we need to Oh out. my god, echidnas are adorable. I looked up one of those. These are yeah. the most chunky, fluffy babies. Did you not No, okay. No, I thought Well, the, well, the show were like, his else. game isn't called, you know, Knuckles the Echidna. <laughs> it's Sonic and Knuckles. That was the game. But Tails is a hedgehog, though, right? I don't know what Tails is. Tails looks like a fox that had a split tail. I thought Tails was a fox. I thought it was a fox that had split tail. Oh, yeah, no, Tails is a fox. Never mind. I didn't... Well, the funny thing is you go Miles Prower, and I was like, who's Miles? I was like, oh, yeah, they call him Tails. See, he's not called Miles. It's Tails. Oh, God. So, not gonna lie... All of these anthropomorphized animals are actually kind of creepy when you Google search them because then you get people's versions, and I don't like it, and the internet was a mistake. So, <laughs> uh, the first, but why, though, is really the mechanics because uh, the mechanics end up kind of similar to how we talked about it in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out, and then so do geriatric gerbils and things <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the mechanics are extremely important to the game. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog games are characterized by speed-based platforming. Uh, controlling the player, uh, controlling the player character, the player navigates a series of levels at high speeds while jumping between platforms, avoiding enemies and inanimate obstacles, and collecting power-ups. The series contains both 2D and 3D games. 2D entries generally feature a simple control screen with jumping and attacking controlled by a single button and require the player to simply reach the level's end. Meanwhile, 3D entries are more open-ended and feature additional level obstacles 
as well as abilities to upgrade and customizable play customizable play playable characters most of the games since sonic unleashed blend 2d and 3d gameplay with the camera shifting between side scrolling and third person perspectives do you have a favorite of these matt since you played like everything mr dreamcast the Dreamcast ones, I think they do great. Um, no, because the Dreamcast ones, they kind of do do the reach the ends, but I do remember you could do a lot of like opening up on the way they... I guess just the moving of it, because I know when I came back and played the Xbox ones, they did some of the ones when they tried to blend it. They would have like... Because I, I don't even remember if this was the Unleashed one or if this was a Sonic, the one from 2006, but like they would go to like advanced speed mode of Sonic thing, and you, like they tried to speed up everything as you run, and it was awful. And it was a... T- terrible thing um the 2d ones don't bother me um i think they're fun i mean i kind of like i mean even playing in the i'm sure everybody played the like when you're at like a casino like the casino stuff which was cool but the just the dreamcast one seemed to hit the perfect blend of what they were doing and then like you do get introduced to like kind of like additional like level objectives you have like the ability kind of upgrade um they even did where you had like other characters got to kind of be highlighted and they didn't kind of take over the game because you had like Especially in the Dreamcast one, you played like Sonic had his own storyline, Tails had his own interwoven storyline, Knuckles had its own storyline. I think Amy, I believe the other one had its own storyline, and then Sonic had or Shadow had its own storyline, and then they had a robot, I believe, somewhere in there as well. But they all kind of made like a, they kind of had their own little storyline that all wove together, and kind of as they told the story, you connect it and you jump back and forth, and it was pretty cool. And they had their own unique ability to do stuff. And it kind of like started solidifying of what they were doing. And then I don't know what the hell they started doing on the other ones. It was just weird. So I guess like one of the things that I'd be, because I have, I think the biggest memories I have are kind of with the 3D ones. But like I love platformers. Like that's probably like one of my favorite game types, specifically because of Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2D platformers are really hard for me. Not hard, but like, they're like I much prefer 3D platformers. So it's really interesting, like hearing you talk about the older games, and then hearing how much people prefer 2D Sonic over well, 3D Sonic. Well, one of the main things that I do know the big complaint, at least from me, was the camera angles end up becoming the most horrible things when it came to 3D platforming. Oh, that yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and that, that was like I don't know if like they ever officially officially got that done, but just like trying to get that three D perspective of trying to do a platform. Like when it's a 2D, you, you can see your platform, you jump from platform to platform. But the way they did the camera angles, because remember we, cause we talked about this before of like that old behind the back static camera type oh, thing before yeah. they got the advanced like rotational camera. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of screwed up a lot of platforming type things. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I could see that getting frustrating then. Because we've seen the, make the videos that are fun where you like walk one part and then your camera's here and then like you take two steps and all of a sudden the camera jumps to another angle. Yeah, that was a lot of that. <laughs> um, so the most distinctive mechanic in the Sonic series is collecting golden rings, golden rings which are spread out throughout levels, which act as a form of health. Players possessing at least one ring can survive upon sustaining damage from an enemy or a hazardous object instead of dying. Um, the player's rings are scattered. In most Sonic games, a hit causes the player to lose all of their rings. Although in certain games, a hit only costs a set number of rings, such as 10 or 20. When the rings are scattered, the player has a short amount of time to go and recollect some of them before they disappear. 
In many games, collecting 100 rings usually rewards the players with an extra life. Rings have other uses in certain, in certain games, such as currency in Sonic Adventure 2, restoring health bars in Sonic Unleashed, and improving statistics in Sonic Riders. I don't know what Sonic Riders is. I know what it is, but never bothered to play it. <laughs> I just never cared to play it. It would just, I don't know. It like um, so like card. I said earlier, levels in Sonic games feature elements like slopes, bottomless pit- pits, and vertical loops. Springboards are also scattered throughout the levels and catapult the player at high speeds in a particular direction. Sometimes they allow the player to proceed further in the level, while other times they're used to hinder their progress. Players' progress progress in levels is progress in levels is saved by passing checkpoints, and checkpoint serves serve other uses in various games, such as entering bonus stages in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or leveling up in Sonic Heroes. In the 2D games, checkpoints take the appearance of posts, while in 3D games, they're little gates. Many Sonic games contain multiplayer and cooperative gameplay, beginning with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And in some games, if the player chooses to control Sonic and Tails together, a second player can join at the same time, at any time, and control Tails separately. Many of these also feature competitive modes, where two players compete against each other to the finish to the finish line in a split scene race, split screen race. Did you play these with your brothers? Uh, some. Yeah, I did play some of them for the most part with them. Uh, not as much as I think. I know the Dreamcast ones. I know I played with friends, and I think it was kind of like we played because they did have like kind of the co-op type, like in, they had a weird like battle modes and stuff too. Depending on your characters, you had different types of stuff. Battle mode. Well, because, like, each, I'm going to tell you thing, like, so, like, Knuckles is, like, one of the modes you had, you, you basically, you dug, and so you had to find, like, treasures, and so, basically, you had to fly around the maps, and you would dig, and so you could find the most treasures based on, like, what you were doing, where Sonic was always running, Knuckles was finding things, and I don't even remember what Tails did, but each character had their own, like, unique skill set, and so they each had their own unique, like, types of what you were doing, so if you wanted to race... It wasn't always necessarily. I mean, you could do it, but it, like it wasn't Tales for Sonic every time. It was kind of like yeah, especially when they did like the Sonic Adventure two when they split them up, where you had like the mirror characters. Cause you had like a Tales, or you had like the Shadow versus Sonic, and so like those two would race against each other. And then I don't remember who Knuckles had against them. Him, he was for somewhere the robot or something. No, the only ones I do remember, especially when we come to two D and some mechanics. The worst thing of playing Sonic things, the old levels, was the water levels. I hated the stupid little water when the water rised. If you ever wanted to go like... Everybody a... hates water levels. I know, but that stuff was like... You got that music. It was like pink. It was like goo-looking stuff. And you're like, I'm going to drown. <laughs> I'm actually trying to think of a water level that I've liked in a platformer. And I don't think there really is. All I know is if we're talking about like why you hate water stuff, probably we can start going back to Sonic somewhere in there. <laughs> I hate it. Never get in the water. I hated those that those levels. Yeah, you probably can't think of a good water level because you're not a crazy person. <laughs> like, there are no good water levels. Um, let's see. Um, so the next part, the next but why though is really just that there's so much Sonic. Like, there's a lot. And when we look at, like, how long Sonic has been around, which is a really long time, it's almost 30 years, at the same time, it's a lot for how long 
of a lifespan it's had when you look at other franchises that have kind of been around for longer or within the same period. So in 1991, you have Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in Mega Drive Drive Genesis. What is that? Hmm? Sorry. Okay. I'm going to restart. Uh... So Sonic the he- so Sonic the Hedgehogs and Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog is Sega's flagship franchise and one of the best be- the best selling video game franchises and it sold 89 million by March of 2011 and it grossed over 5 billion by 2014. The sum of series sales and free to play mobile downloads totaled 920 million by 2019. And several Sonic games appear on lists of the greatest games of all time, and the series had influenced the internet and pop culture. Um, uh, but this is where you come into there's so much Sonic that you have the dark years of Sonic, which Matt said when Sonic died, apparently to a lot of fans, is that um, that began the variant gameplay styles that were found in recent 3D games because it's strayed from the formula of the original game. Specifically, the series' jump to 3D has been noted as the declining point, as I mentioned earlier, and in late 2010, Sega delisted several below-average Sonic games, such as the notoriously disliked 2006 game, Sonic the Hedgehog, to increase the values of the Sonic brand after positive reviews of the game Sonic Hedgehog 4 and Sonic Colors. So much as we talked about Sonic Unleashed, and how it was crazy, and we got Big Arm Sonic. That 2006 game. I just don't even know if you want to talk about how bad that was. <laughs> I want to talk about it. No, that game is just terrible. And I think that, I can't even remember, like, which... Because those two games come out almost back-to-back, like, in, like, a two-year span. And, like, Sonic. And they're both just awful. Ooh, I don't like this. Yeah. Is he saving a princess? I don't even remember what they did with all of it. I just know it was... So... Like I said, some of these get clouded memories of, like, amnesia of, like, I remember how bad these are, and so I just talk about the Dreamcast over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I've also... I still own that game, and it's still one of the games, like, when I re- used to reboot my Dreamcast up, I would still play it. The, at least the second one, because I don't remember what I did with the first one. He does. He saves a princess. Yep. He skateboarded. This is really weird. And then you have like, oh, who is that? Per- the girl Sonic. Uh, the girl Sonic with bat wings. Oh, it's a bat. Girl. That's a literal. That's a literal bat. Sonic that's uh. Bat wings. What's is her name? Uh, Rogue the bat. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's kind of creepy. Like, in in the weird part, you get like a lot of uh, other characters. You like you get a cat, and then there's like a also like there's a why... cat, there's like a rabbit, there's another hedgehog, and another hedgehog. It's just weird. I would just I just want to know why these animals are all very different animals from very different families, and they they have the same face, the yeah, same basically. face, and the same ears. This bat looks like a hedgehog with wings. Yep. Also. Why is there a sexy anthropomorphic hedgehog bat in Sonic? Rule 34. I don't like it. I don't. Like it reminds me just like the titty turtle in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I don't like it. <laughs> this is just weird. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Very weird. I actually like the characters the, that you could have, and then they went to, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. And you get Big Big the uh, Cat, who doesn't even look like a cat. I forget that Big she Big the Cat? Is that the pink Sonic? No, Big no. the Cat. Um, he's. I think he's actually. Oh, he's kind of. No, cute. Big the Cat. I think is actually in the Dreamcast games, if I remember correctly. He's kind of cute. He kind of looks like a log cat. The ears and the face. But he is very yeah, big. Cream the rabbit. Amy Rose, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's who when I said oh, Amy. Yeah. But this is also just weird because if you look at Amy. She looks perfectly fine. A normal childlike character. Yeah, no, I, you, Amy was cool to play with. And then with. you have sexy bat, bat hedgehog hey, man, thing. Rogue the Bat's very sex positive, all right? I don't... Uh, I don't like it. I like playing, I like Amy's character. She was fun it's to play weird. with. I mean, she Amy's, Amy looks cute. Amy fits with, like, everything else. Yeah. And then you have Rogue well, the Bat. That's what I'm saying. You have, like, like this what? weird thing of, like, we have, like, Knuckle, Tails, and Amy... And then you have like a robot, and then you get to like even Shadow kind of leads the way, I guess, to this more edgier stuff, as we called it in Rogue the Bat. Are you starting yeah. to understand like what happened? Yes, I'm starting <laughs> to understand the descent. Um, okay, so in 1991, you get Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in 1992, and Sonic Spinball in 1993, all on the Genesis. And then you get Sonic CD in 1993 as well. Uh, then in 1994, you get Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles in 1984. And in 1988, you get Sonic Adventure. In 2001, you get Sonic Adventure 2 slash Battle. See? Then you get Sonic Advance in 2003. There's a lot of these. We're, we're going to be here. Yeah, we're going to be a while. Sonic 2000, uh, 2003, Sonic Mega Collection, Sonic Heroes, and Sonic Mega Collection Plus. I think everything dies right here. <laughs> 2005, Shadow the Hedgehog. 2006, Sonic the Hedgehog. We were talking about Shadow the Hedgehog where they bring in, like, guns and he's, like, carrying a bazooka, I believe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, he is! Yeah. The cover he has, yeah, he has the big, big old gun. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, you can keep going. Um... Yes. Uh, you have two Sonic the Hedgehog titles in 2006. Then 2008, you have Sonic Unleashed. 2010, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and Sonic Colors. 2011, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and Sonic Generations. 2012, you have Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed and Sonic Jump. 2013, you have Sonic Lost World. 2014, you have Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, and Shattered Crystal. So 2018, you have Sonic Mania, and then in the Mario and Sonic series, you have Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games 27 or 2007, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games 2009, Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games 2011, 2013, you have Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Games, and so on and so forth for Olympic titles. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of Sonic. So I'm assuming. Oh, wait, so are we getting? So we got the 2021s last year, correct? For the Olympic Games. Yes. Yeah, because we have the Summer yeah, Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. In Tokyo. The Mar. The, so the Mario and Sonic series aren't bad. I just don't. They're just kind of weird because it's kind of like they combined them together, and it's kind of just a 
Olympic Games, but they happen to have Mario and Sonic in it. But no, yeah. all these other ones I played, like I said, up to probably about Unleashed. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've, I'm not going to say I've never played like a racing one, but I just don't care because it just reminds me of like knockoff Mario Kart. Um, but no, all the rest I have no idea. I gave up. Yeah. Adrian, I don't know if you tried any new ones, but there you go. That's that's my extent. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I don't, I think these like Olympic games and like party games just try to bring back like what Mario Party did back in yeah. the day and it just doesn't work well like even watching kate play the game uh a lot or during the stream i was like this game doesn't look you this game doesn't look that fun Except it looks. <laughs> i don't i don't need tails doing backflips and gymnastics and it just doesn't look as fun as you know party games should be yeah no it looked kind of fun to me at least obviously not bad but like i said it's just kind of like you said it's it's what are just it's something else that they happen to throw these characters in there and not like an actual unique game yeah, and the bad thing is, is that because they're doing it for every Olympic thing, they're just going to keep making them, it seems like. Well, I tell you right now, people keep buying them. <laughs> yeah. But, that being said, cultural impact, which is the other thing. So, with all of those Sonic games, you also have to look at the other Animals with Attitude games that happened. So, primarily because of its gen- of the Genesis bundling sonic the hedgehog ends up ends up being one of the big reasons as to why that console takes off in north america and between october and december of 1991 the genesis outsold nintendo um for the s um the snes by a two to one ratio and in january of 1992 at peak sega they held 65 percent of the market for all 16-bit consoles and although Nintendo eventually reclaimed the number one spot, it was the first time since December of 1985 that, Ninten- that Nintendo wasn't leading the console market. And then during the 16-bit era, Sonic inspired similar platformers starring animal mascots, including <laughs> Bubsy, Arrow the Acrobat, Acro-Bat, James Pond 3, Earthworm Jim, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, and Radical Rex. Telling you, man, when we when we talked about this for like the Ninja Turtles, it's a little bit harder to talk about like with the games because I don't think they had that effect on the games. But God, man, <laughs> all this anthropomorphic animal just put some some letters together and see what you get. I, I I swear they just put names in a hat like this animal with this thing. Boom. And the the only because Radical that... Rex is just a T Rex on a skateboard. It looks like what is this? <laughs> radical adrian um i will say earthworm jim is the only one i know out of those i actually knew radical rex but that was outside of earthworm jim but that was it even though i kind of want to learn about zero the kamikaze squirrel and then of course the animals with attitude game genre ends up going into the 3d era with crash bandicoot and jex both citing Sonic. Um, that makes a lot of sense, and I never thought about it, because I was actually a huge Crash... Like, I liked Crash Bandicoot more than both Spyro and Sonic. Same. Um, wow, I'm offended right now, but okay. Yeah, I did. Oh. Crash Bandicoot's just more fun, It's man, good, but, I, I like, think. compared to, like, some of the older Sonic and Spyro, I love Spyro. Crash Bandicoot is amazing. I mean, I like Spyro more than I like Sonic, too. I mean... I don't know, I think Spyro... It's basically the same thing. You do ring stuff, but... 
you get to be a dragon. If I, if I had the choice between being a dragon and a hedgehog, come on, it's one man. of those. I think I like I'm picking a dragon. I like every Spyro time. better in their design and everything because obviously you are a dragon. But I think I've had more fond memories of Sonic because I played more and there's like more of him. But I think that would. Be I think me. it's also. I think it's also because like those were at like the the young your youngest years, probably. So like those of course have better memories. Considering there's how many Spyro games compared to how many Sonic games, though? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but it took a little bit longer for Spyro to die. I mean, did he, well, I don't know. I think it took less games. Well, when you're putting out Sonic, <laughs> another, <laughs> put, pull an adjective out of the hat game. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because I mean, I know Spyro had the first two. I know I played the first two. I don't, even, I don't know if I ever played the third one. But I know the first two are really good. And I know they have, like, that trilogy, which obviously got re-released last year. And then I think after that, I think they have some games. But I don't know if anybody ever knew they existed. Where does Banjo come out in this? When does Banjo-Kazooie? Ban- yeah, we use Banjo-98. I love Banjo-Kazooie, too. I don't think I ever really played Banjo-Kazooie. I like Banjo-Kazooie. Think- it's, like, one of the first games I had on the 64. So we're getting into, like, peak sports game time with 98. So I didn't really care about Banjo-Kazooie. Didn't have time for that. I had like 25 sports games I could play um, before they died. But you get to be a bear, and then you get to have a red bird <laughs> as your friend. I mean, I'll take the red bird. Yeah, Kazooie was dope. I liked the Ooga Booga mask in Crash <laughs> yeah. Bandicoot. So the weird thing, we, so the weird thing we do skip <laughs> over here, I think, because the character is older. But doesn't Donkey Kong like the actual like? older games like that everybody remembers come out during this 90s phase too i know the character i believe is around well no so donkey kong came out in 1981 no but that's a very different style no what i'm telling you is the character himself is out older but the games that everybody knows donkey kong for oh like donkey kong country yes those all come out i I remember donkey kong country what i'm saying i believe these come those come out exactly the same time period as all of this i know donkey kong talking about when donkey kong got good yes when Donkey Kong oh, yeah. became its Donkey own Kong character. Country is, six, is 94 yeah. on the NES. But Sonic is outselling, you know, Donkey Kong at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you said? Well, I think so, they do, yeah, but... Sonic, Sonic outsold, sells them until... I think 94, though, right? Yeah, 94. Yeah. Which is the year that Donkey Kong comes back. And he's more than just, like, the end of Mario whatever game that was. Yeah, because he gets you right at... Rhino in that yes, one. Yes, you do. But no, I just bring that because I know Donkey Kong the character is older. But I think when Donkey Kong gets good and when everybody remembers Donkey Kong games four, is the same period of ninety four, ninety five, or whatever that we have all these animals just riding other animals doing weird stuff. Yeah, that's a weird part, right? Because he's basically not anthropomorphic, but he's like definitely <laughs> a human ish kind of, and he's just riding rhinos and doing all kinds of other stuff to other animals. It's very awkward. I actually, when you like break down a whole bunch of these anthropomorphic games, it gets really weird when you think about all the things that they do. So I prefer not to do that. Because rogue, no. rogue the bat. No, <laughs> rogue the bat is awful. I think rogue was the Sonic or Knuckles opposite here. What do you mean? Remember I told you they all, or maybe with tails, but I'm pretty sure. So remember I told you they all mirror each other. Oh, yeah. So wouldn't she just be the mirror of Amy? 
I don't think she was, to be honest. I could be wrong because it's been so damn long, but might have to look it up. But I know because I could have sworn she was either one because it looked like she because she was a bat. She like flew. Amy pretty sure didn't fly. Yeah, so you have the hero side and the dark side. You have Sonic. Yeah, it was Knuckles. So you have Sonic, um, Knuckles, and Tails. And then you have Shadow matches Sonic. And then Rogue the Bat matches Knuckles. And then Dr. Eggman matches Tails. I was like, I could have sworn did so that, that she met. Uh, How does Dr. Eggman match Tails? Because he flies around in that little ship. Oh. Uh, Adrian, no. Look, I'm only posting that one because I think Rogue is just there because of Japan. So look, so here, so here was the multiplayer in the second game. Like I said, you had shooting, racing, treasure, and like battling. Like it wasn't just like race. So the treasure hunting one was you'd be Knuckles versus Rogue, and then the flying one okay. or whatever. So beyond all of this, going into cultural impact, by 1992, Sonic was considered more recognizable to children than Disney's Mickey Mouse. The good days. <laughs> In 1993, Sonic became the first video character to have a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. That's super cool, actually. That's insane that Sonic would be the first one. Oh, yeah. That's, that's huge. And it wasn't Mario? Yeah. It wasn't Mario. It wasn't Pikachu. It was Sonic. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he Sonic was one of the four characters inducted into the Walk of Game in 2005, along with Mario, Link, and Master Chief. And the Walk of Game is, like, essentially a walk of fame, but for video game characters in San Francisco somewhere. Can we also it's talk... not terribly important, Can we talk but, about it took Master Chief only four years to get in? Yeah. Or, 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 excuse me, uh, not, what was it, 99? Or is it 2001? It is 2001, isn't it? Or 2000, my bad. Five years to get in or whatever. Yeah, this is a weird thing. There's only like two years in it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just funny because like Mario, Link, yeah. and Sonic have been around for like at this point like at least 15 years or at least a decade. And Master Chief's like, yeah, I showed up here a few years ago. He like Terrell Davis his way into this thing. <laughs> they, just, they just did it for two years and they stopped doing it? What is this? Like They did 2005 Mario, Link, Sonic, Master Chief. And then 2006, StarCraft, LaraCraft, Final Fantasy, EverQuest. And like, then they just didn't do it again. <laughs> Those were the only good games that ever came out, Adrian. We were done. It just <laughs> ended, ended right there. Games are over with. This is all that's good. These are what's being deserved. Oh, you know why? It's because it was like a Sony thing, but Sony sold the people who were doing it or something like that, oh. so they stopped doing it after that. Oh, that's actually kind of sad. Oh. Yeah, but 2006 year is very weird. <laughs> StarCraft. Lodacraft, Final Fantasy EverQuest is weird. It's kind of weird. Sid Meier and John Carmack are also in that year. Huh. Okay. Um, well, under the cultural impact, but why though? I wanted to say sciencey things because there are three science facts um, that people have used Sonic the Hedgehog in, and so uh, one class of genes that uh, one class of genes involved in fruit fly embryonic development is called hedgehog genes, and it was named after Sonic the Hedgehog. And I actually knew this because I actually had to grow fruit flies for genetics. 
Additionally, a Japanese team developing the radio and plasma wave investigation instrumentation for the upcoming Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer spacecraft to be launched by ESA and Airbus in 2020 in 2022 was able to gain Sega's approval to use Sonic as their mascot. And then neuroscientists studying the development of the embryonic neural system named a specific set of proteins in charge of the differentiation of neural tube cells after the main character of the game's franchise, Sonic. So Sonic gets science love. Yes. Which... Also explains why Matt loves it. Well, no, it's not just that. Um, we've, we've talked about this before, depending on how many years we go back and we're on episode 128, that if you look up like random names of genes that a lot of scientists pick a lot of pop culture things, including video game characters. That genes are just named after. They started with the fun things when they started with like the Greek gods and the Roman gods and everything else. And then I guess they used all of those. And so they started going to random pop culture things. So, but yeah, no, the fruit fly one I did know because basically in genetics you had to do the entire life of fruit flies. So basically we had to breed them. They only last for, like, live for, like, 14 days or some weird thing. And you had to identify what you could do and see the different types of fruit flies you could get because they had different, um, because you would mix it with, like, because they were the easiest way to do, like, Punnett squares, but in real life testing. Yeah. Because the life cycle was short. Um, they had very unique, uh, distinct characteristics because you'd have, like, ones with wings, wingless, and then, like, certain types of wings, I think. And then, obviously, you had, like, male, female. And... Wingless? Yeah, wingless. They wouldn't have wings. Oh. Wingless. That's kind of sad. Well, I mean, they only lived for like 14 days. Oh, that's... <laughs> and now I'm sad. That was like, not like they had a long lifestyle. But yeah, so it was like a semester thing of like, you would do it for like a good, like a few week thing, and you would basically test out Punnett squares. You're looking at genetic stuff of... Uh, so outside of science, uh, Sonic is known for its eccentric and passionate fandom which produces unofficial media including fan games, fan fiction, modification, and ROM hacks of existing games, films, and art. A U.S. gamer noted that many fans have continued to support the series in spite of poorly received games like the 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog and credited the fandom in maintaining public interest, and a lot of that is due to the fan-made games, which I'm going to list to you below. Um, after the sequel, which fans made in 2013 and it's set between the events of sonic the hedgehog 2 and 3 sonic dreams collection which satirizes the series fandom and sonic mania's development team which uh so sonic mania was a game and then sonic mania's development team included individuals who had worked on sonic rom hacks and fan games in the past while Izuku said that character customization system in Sonic Forces was implemented specifically because he wanted to give Sonic fans the opportunity to play as their own original characters. I think one of the really cool things specifically about um, Sonic Mania bringing on a dev team that worked on hacks and fan games, it's really cool because it's actually what you see a lot in the MOBA space, how people would make, um, uh, like Dota essentially started off as fan thing and then it became an actual thing and then those people get hired to go do other things you mean a mod yes i, I couldn't remember the word <laughs> like i couldn't thing? remember the word yes a mod thing it was a fan thing <laughs> i couldn't remember the word i had a brain fart it's allowed yeah don't look up sonic dreams collection no don't that is a weird game it's a fan like, that, 
That's a fan thing. Um, so yeah, fans make a lot of things. And then they also make memes. Uh, so the series has inspired a whole bunch of internet memes, but the most, and they, uh, some of them have been acknowledged by Sega and referenced in game. The best or the most well-known one and the one that Sega has kind of run with is Sanic, Sanic Hedgehog, uh, which is a poorly drawn Sonic in Microsoft Paint, which originated in 2010 and it typically is used when a Sonic uses Sonic's catchphrases but in poor grammar. The Sonic Twitter account has made numerous references to it, and it's also appeared in official downloadable content for Sonic Forces on in-game t-shirts. I love that fucking thing. <laughs> Is that why you've just been laughing this whole time? Yes. Anything that gets... I will say this. Anything that ends up in Microsoft Paint, obviously I'm going to love. <laughs> probably is that not you're microsoft is that because you're a microsoft fanboy or just because it's microsoft paint it's microsoft paint microsoft paint has been around nobody even knows it exists then when they try to take it away everybody boycotts and gets mad so they give it back to you nobody makes anything <laughs> good in microsoft paint and all we get is they make sanic yeah all they make is sanic hedgehog that is all we ever get from microsoft paint and it'll be around for another 50 years and anytime they try to close it down, everybody will yell, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, if there's not a Sanic the Hedgehog reference in this movie, I'm going to walk out very upset. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my, the other one that I really like is whenever they use the Sonic uh, popsicles that have a little... Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That melt? Yes. The ones that melt? Yes. The Sonic the Hedgehog franchise was awarded seven records by Guinness Guinness World Records in the Guinness World Records Gamer Edition in 2008, which included best-selling game on the Sega systems, longest-running comic based on a video game, and best-selling retro game compilation for Sonic Mega Collection. And in the Guinness World Records Gamers Edition 2010, the Sonic the Hedgehog series was listed as number 15 out of the top 50 video game franchises. So we'll say one... It's still amazing when we think about this because of what happened, what has happened to Sega, to be honest, and Sonic. It's kind of been a weird, like, almost parallel thing because we have, like, the Genesis, and you talk about Sega systems. We don't have a Sega system anymore. Um, Sonic was more popular than Mickey Mouse. Then he kind of died down. And he's still around, obviously, but then the games and everything, they've kind of gone into, like, we're now just part of an Olympic Mario Party knockoff game. And the fact that it's still top 15 out of 50 despite probably really hasn't had a decent game of relevancy like at least standalone in how many years at least 10 to 15 overall has been yeah. fascinating i think sonic was just one of those things that got into people's consciousness and i think as you move into like the next uh the next but why though i think one of the reasons it has such a hold on like especially how like we americans see stuff because like i'm gonna be like completely honest i never knew sonic was like a japanese made game i thought it was an american game for a really long time like i just thought it was like one of the things we put into the world and i thought a... it was too i was right? very surprised like the first thing you said i was like uh what huh well, i guess it makes sense like the console who made it but i just didn't ever think it was anything else but just america i didn't either and there was a reason for that so, so sega wanted sonic to have strong western appeal 
Um, so Sonic Team created a backstory similar to the characters created by Disney, Marvel, Hanna-Barbera, and Sanrio. Oshima developed a backstory with heavy American influence, and in Oshima's story in the 1940s, there was a pilot whose peers nicknamed him Hedgehog, and his jackets embroidery created uh, contained an emblem with a hedgehog. A pilot married a children's book author who wrote a story about a hedgehog based on the pilot, and according to Oshima, the story was based on the basis of the original Sonic the Hedgehog, and the title screen is based on the pilot's emblem. So when localizing the original Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega, Sega of America was given very little background information regarding the game's lore by Japanese developers and then distributed an internal document that contained its localized history and overall philosophy for Sonic. Known colloquially as Sonic the Hedgehog Bible, the 13-page document went through multiple drafts one established that Sonic was from a family of hedgehogs that lived under a hedge in Hardly, Nebraska, and joined the town's track team after a coach noticed his speed. Later drafts abandoned this story altogether, instead stating that Sonic learned his abilities from other forest animals. Uh, however, all three drafts established that Eggman was benevolent and crafted Sonic's red sneakers before he became evil in a freak accident involving a rotten egg. The Sonic Bible and little lasting influence on the franchise, although it heavily informed the writers of Sonic the comic. The Japanese developers eventually integrated their backstory concepts in the games, rendering the, the Sonic Bible non-canon. Um, and so when we really see this outside of the video games coming into American consciousness and how one of the, honestly, the big reason why I knew Sonic, because I didn't have these systems, uh, in 1992, Sega approached ABC about producing a syndicated show for after-school audiences, as well as a Saturday morning cartoon based on Sonic. The two cartoons, The Syndicated Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out in 1993, and ABC's Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out in 1993 and ended in 1994, were produced by, is it Dick? Yes, was produced by Dick Entertainment. I mean, there's just like a lot of ways you could have gone there. Like, you could have just said DIC Entertainment. I think you just wanted to say Dick. <laughs> I think is what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> is that Dick? What? This is a look, children's. This is a children's look, character, ma'am. When I was little, I used to laugh and say Dick every time the credits rolled on any of their entertainment. Uh, so Dick also produced a Sonic Christmas special in 1996 and Sonic Underground, which ran from 1999 to 2000 uh, to tie in the release of Sonic Adventures. In all three series, Sonic was voiced by Jaleel White. Urkel! It makes huh. me so happy. And it I makes me really sad that he isn't voicing Sonic in the movie, actually. Wait, I did not know that. Also, why isn't he voicing him in the movie? Not like he has a lot going on. He was, he was in a Super Bowl commercial. Like, what else has he done yep. other than that? That's actually very sad. If you're also wondering what Dick stands for, it's Diffusion Information Communications. Who's doing the voice of Sonic in the movie? Uh, ben Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. No way. That's kind of... I mean, that's fine, I guess. But also, you just got to be all white. So, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog compri comprised of 65 episodes that were all overseen by Ren and Stimpy director of Kent Butterworth and featured slapstick humor in vein of Looney Tunes. I inc I put scenes and openings from all of these in our show notes, so if you're a Patreon patron, uh, at 
just one dollar you can get access to all this stuff or you can google it do whatever you want um and then the 26 episode sonic the hedgehog was inspired by batman the animated series and it featured a bleak setting in which eggman had conquered the world while sonic was a member of a resistance force that opposed him the series was canceled after two seasons then you have Sonic Underground, which was supposed to last for 65 episodes, but were only but they only produced 40. The series follows Sonic and his siblings Manic and Sonia, who use the power of music to fight against Eggman and reunite with their mother. See, I'm glad this got canceled. That just sounds awful. Then you have Sonic Boom, which was a computer animated series produced by Sega and Janow Productions, which premiered on Cartoon Network in 2014. And it features a satirical, satirical take on the Sonic mythos, and the franchise's cast was redesigned for it. Uh, and there were anime, but I didn't include them because the, when you look at it, they, they did a fraction of the numbers and continually tanked in the ratings in Japan. So uh, all that is to say... They made it a very American character for American audiences. Now, was there a musical? No, is there, there wasn't. Is there a Sonic on Ice? There isn't. I there looked actually it should be a Sonic on Ice. I'm actually disappointed there's no Sonic I'm on Ice. surprised by that one. I, was, <laughs> I, I looked it up assuming that there would be a musical and I couldn't find anything. There are fan-made use of... You, there are fan-made uh, musicals. As well, of Sonic, <laughs> um, they're awful. And then, in trying to find a Sonic the Hedgehog the musical, I found a fan recreation of the first trailer, and it's horrifying. So, what oh, you're telling us fans. is the internet was a mistake. Yes. All right. Yes. Let's keep going here. Uh, then you also have uh, the comics. So uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, there was a Sonic the Hedgehog manga series in 1992 written by Kenji Tirada and illustrated by Sango Norimoto. And the Sonic ma- manga followed a sweet but cowardly young hedgehog named Nikki, whose alter ego was a cocky and heroic Sonic. Uh, the longest running Sonic pub- publication, however, is a 290-issue Sonic the Hedgehog comic which, ran, which was published by Archie Comics and ran from 1993 until 2017 continuously. So the reason that is actually a very big thing is you have comic books like Detective Comics, Action Comics, stuff like that that are in the thousands. They've stopped and then been republished multiple times. And so that's usually what happens with comics. Not for Sonic, though. Um... Archie also published a number of spinoffs, including Knuckles the Echidna and Sonic Universe. At the beginning, Archie's comic drew its premise from Sonic the Hedgehog television series with Sonic and a resistance force fighting the dictator Eggman. Originally written as a straightforward and lighthearted action comedy, Sonic the Hedgehog became more dramatic when Ken Penders began writing it on issue 11. At the time of its cancellation, Archie... Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog was the longest-running American comic book uh, to never be relaunched, and in 2008, it was recognized by the Guinness World Records. While Archie planned to publish at least four issues beyond 290, in January of 2017, the series went on an abrupt hiatus until uh, before Sega announced it was ending its business relationship with Archie and sold it to IDW. 
IDW Sonic began in April of 2018, and although the creative teams from the Archie series such as Flynn returned, the IDW series was set in a different continuity. Flynn said the, ID, the IDW series differs from Archie comics in that it draws from the games for stories, with the first story arc being set after the events of Sonic Forces. Sonic the Comic, Sonic the Comic, was yeah. a British comic published by Fleetwood Publications, and it lasted for 223 issues from 1993 to 2002. And then... Before that, can you read, can you read the names of the contributor to that series? Because that sounds like the most British of all names. Oh my gosh. I wasn't British, or I'm not British, so I, I didn't know if they were important names. I mean, but... I could be wrong, but they sound very British. Contributors of the series include Richard Elson, Nigel Kitching, Andy Diggle, and Nigel Dobbins. Yeah, those aren't American names. <laughs> Surprised you didn't call Richard Elson Dick Elson. <laughs> Fun fact, I also used to laugh after Law and Order when it would put Dick Wolf on the screen. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I did every time. Kinda still do. It's okay. Um, now the reason we're talking about it, the live action film. Oh boy. <laughs> so efforts to adapt Sonic began in 1994 when Sega of America signed a deal with MGM Pictures and Trilogy Entertainment to produce a live action animated film to tie in with Sonic Extreme. Yes, it's spelled just like you think, X hyphen Treme. This is 1994, uh, of course it is. In 2013, Sony Pictures Entertainment acquired the film rights to Sonic the Hedgehog, and in June 2014 announced it would produce a Sonic film as a joint venture with Marza Animation Planet. In February 2016, CEO Hajime Satomi stated that the film was scheduled for 2018. Blur Studios' Tim Miller and Jeff Fowler were hired the following October to develop the film. Fowler would make his his feature directorial review debut while both would executive produce. And in October 2017, Paramount Pictures acquired the rights after Sony put the film into turnaround. However, most of the production team remained. The film is written by Patrick Casey and Joss Miller and follows Sonic, who is voiced by Ben Schwartz, as he journeys to San Francisco with a small-town cop, James Marsden, so he can escape Eggman, played by Jim Carrey, and collect his missing rings. Additional cast members include Tika Sumter, Adam Pally, and Neil McDonough... McDonough? McDonough? Neil McD? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Neil McDick. (laughs) Sonic was initially redesigned so he would be more realistic with fur, new running shoes, two separate eyes, and a more human-like physique. (laughs) That went over well. The the production team used Ted the Living Teddy Bear from the Ted films as a reference to insert CGI characters into a real-world setting. And as we all know, unless you lived under a rock, Sonic's redesigns were met with heavy backlash, and it was criticized for not resembling the one from the games and described as an as evoking an uncanny valley type sense of repulsion from viewers. As such, the design was revised so it would be so it would better resemble the original. 
and Paramount originally scheduled Sonic for November 8th of 2019, and now it is coming out on Valentine's Day 2020. And fun fact, they also fired that entire team that redid it all. They did. (laughs) Yeah, it's... They said, good job on the redesign, we all like it, but now we're closing down production studio and you're all fired. That is exactly what happened. Also, the only thing I was creeped out about with the redesigned Sonic was the teeth. The teeth thing was... The human teeth were weird. The human teeth were kind of weird, but then everybody on the internet got a hold of them. And that made it awful. (laughs) Yeah. So for the third time this episode, the internet was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. So the teeth were definitely weird. And I was like, I don't get this. But... Then the internet had fun with those teeth. And I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah, the teeth are bad. Um, It's just too anthropomorphic. (laughs) It just looked weird. It just looked weird. But also, I don't know, man. I mean, the redesign looks better, but I think he just looked like a, a man in a Sonic costume. His chest was huge. His eyes, I don't know, the teeth. It's very scary. Did you want him with big arms again? Yeah. Oh. I think it would have been better if he had big arms, actually. Give him big arms. I think that might have been better. I did, yeah, so I don't... The, so I do like the re-redesign. I mean, obviously, is it perfect? No. But compared to what we had, I think it's really good. I think out of all the Sonic stuff we've seen, I, I don't know. I think it looks good. I, think, I feel bad for that team because I think they did a fantastic job redoing this stuff. And then they got yeah. fired. Or laid off. Technically, because their entire studio went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird though, right? But like, you you have this thing from 1991. You have all this stuff. They did all that work on the first design of it, and no one was like, "Hey, this doesn't look good." That was people are gonna hate. That was my question. Real weird. That was my question of like, it took you 25 years to come up with this. (laughs) Yeah, like people are gonna hate this, and you know people are gonna hate this because internet is a terrible place. And it was even worse because, like, as soon as it came out, like, there were, again, fan art stuff that was better than, like, the actual design. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, you could, like, if you would have just tested the design out with anybody who played Sonic, they probably could have told you that this was a bad idea from the start to design it like yeah. that. Yeah, like I said, that was probably my biggest issue was, like, Adrian said, they had 25, almost 30 years of Sonic, and that's what we got. I feel bad for that team, but, but I think you know, they did a great now, job. Now we put team through a bunch of stuff, and we're all going to forget in two weeks when the movie comes out. And it's going to be fine, and it's going to do well, hopefully. I am really excited to... Oh my god, what is that? That's the Sonic original design, but he has no hair on his arms. <laughs> I hate that more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... Alright, we'll close it up oh, so we can... Gosh. Do we want to talk about this movie now real fast, or do we want to go to your... Yes, I want to... Okay. I want to talk about I want to talk about the movie mainly because like outside of how bad Sonic looked, I do want to say like the first time I saw that trailer in theaters, I think it was during Detective Pikachu. Jim Carrey looks phenomenal as Eggman. I mean, like, he looks a he little looks weird really because good. everybody's supposed to have tiny little legs and tiny little arms and big bodies in the Sonic thing. Well, those are unrealistic body expectations, Matt. <laughs> I guess I guess it's also just like he looks really good, but it's also like I expect nothing less from Jim Carrey. Yeah, I don't know who else I'd want playing him. Uh, he looks 
I don't know, maybe Zach Galifianakis. I think would be a good Eggman. Maybe. I've been okay with maybe. that. I think he's might have been a little. I'd be alright. Might have been a little weird. I guess it's weird because we're used to Eggman towering over Sonic, but also like there's no yeah. other people, and now they're like in San Francisco with people. So I don't know how that would have been. Uh, size wise. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I hope it's good. I hope every video game movie is good, because if a video game movie is good, that, like, gives us room for other video game movies to be good. Yeah. And it's just better for us as, like, a fandom to have video game movies do well. So they get taken more seriously, and we get more of them in the future. No, I'm excited. I'm actually, like I said, I wasn't that excited. I understand why. I didn't know why we made the movie. Then we had the first trailer, and I was kind of like, what the hell is this? Don't care. And then we saw the redesign, and the new trailer is kind of like, I think Kate said when we saw some other ones especially the newest ones that came out. I'm like, I'm kind of excited to go see this movie. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but it looked cool. Uh, Jim Carrey actually looks, like you said, pretty good, despite, you know, he doesn't have tiny little legs. But I don't know. I, I just, it looks promising, at least to to, yeah, to an extent. I don't think it's going to win any awards or blow people's minds, but I think it, it looked pretty good. Yeah, I... I don't know. I really kind of like what Adrian said. I want it to be good because I do think that there are a lot of video games that could be really fun movies. Um, but also to Matt's point, maybe we need new movies. But also, <laughs> I want video game movies. Well, I mean, I to, like to be ones. fair, if we're going with new movies, at least if you're going to pick a new movie, it's something like we don't have this before. Yeah, like a video game that hasn't been adapted. Like I, I mean, I mean, much as cool if we get another Warcraft movie or something else, but like we, what we're going on like now the fourth movie of that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we keep talking about this Uncharted movie. Like, I just don't even care anymore because we've had twenty five. That directors. movie is never gonna get. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I just don't even care anymore. Like, screw it. Just give me a Sonic movie. I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of. I other... want a Kirby. I want a Kirby movie. Oh my god! That'd be my terrifying. Brain. Oh man, Atlanta! But now that'd be absolutely terrifying. But we do know they are. They try to make Kirby look like a human. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) But uh, we do. But we've done a few episodes from the past year with video games that there are movies coming. Apparently, we have a terrible, a terrible, terrible uh, skeleton of a Gears of War movie that's possibly coming. We have a terrible, terrible skeleton of a Borderlands movie that's coming. Uh, I mean, we have movies that are coming, but it is weird of like. So, I think that we should get video game movies that have nothing to do with story. Like, as much as, like, yeah, I I gave you a breakdown of some story from the Sonic movies, that doesn't matter. What matters to Sonic is yellow rings, platforming, and how the character looks. Oh, no, I mean... I think if we did those types of things, it would be really good. No, I'm not opposed to that. I guess it's hard. I guess it depends on the game. Because, like, even, like, as much as I played all the Sonic games... I know the bad people, I know the good people, or whatever animal and furry bat, whatever they are going to be in this game. Like, I couldn't tell you half the story. I know they're in a weird city that's a futuristic with robots that's being overtaken by a man who calls himself Eggman. I couldn't tell you anything else. Yeah. But then, like, versus, like, when we go, like, we talk about some of these other movies we're getting of, like, Gears has an entire universe written out. Borderlands has almost an entire universe written out of, like... yeah. And then, but I mean, we are getting, I guess, Mortal Kombat, which I believe we'll probably end up doing an episode this year on that, with that movie yeah. coming to where, like, as much as there's a ton of stuff, I just, I think it depends on what game you pick. Like, if there's games that, like, yeah, there's mechanics and gameplay that we know and love and story just happens to be there, I think you can do it. But some of these new, like, more intricate, I guess, immersed games, like, you know, even if we try to do, like, a God of War movie, I just don't know how much you could just do, like, what just throw some mechanic stuff together that's from the video game yeah. versus, like, yeah. I got a Bible. 
<laughs> I think that that is what helps the 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 newest Lara Croft movie was because it was working in a revamped universe already, and it stayed fairly faithful to that that revamped universe. Other than that, it didn't go full on mystical. But that being said, I stand by my position. I want a live action Kirby movie. Oh my God. Mm. And this is why the internet is a terrible place. <laughs> well, you could, well, what animation do we get when Kirby like opens his mouth trying to suck somebody in? Dude, he it's going to look terrifying. <laughs> he's going to like literally eat people. Not yeah, even like eating. A, he's just going to suck them up. You know what? This sounds just like my movie because it's a cute little pink thing that turns into a giant horrific thing that eats other things. That's like my brand. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's tough. I think because if you have like Detective, Detective Pikachu, which is a really, really good video game movie, I think, but yeah. it's also like such off kilter from like what the actual thing is. But we don't really have. It's hard to do that. Like you can't do that with like a, I don't know, a Gears movie. If you don't put Phoenix in it, no one's gonna go watch it. Yeah, I feel like it. And for has... Sonic, you have to put Sonic in the movie. You yeah. can't do like some one-off thing with Knuckles. Like you have to do Sonic and in, in some form or capacity. I think it's a little bit harder for those to be made, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I feel like it also helps if something already exists in multiple pieces of media. Because, like, I never played Detective Pikachu. I just know Pokemon from watching the cartoons and collecting cards as a kid. So, for yeah. me, I was able to walk into that movie and not even think about how different it was from the game. So, I think if you have something like Sonic or Kirby that everybody just kind of knows about, it helps it, it that barrier of entrance is so much lower that there's a higher percentage chance of it actually succeeding. Yeah, and that's why there's we gonna keep, be a lot of people. And that's why we keep getting all these reboots and remakes and stuff because of this low barrier. If we just put something that's familiar, but we have no actual idea what we're doing. But the Dick of Pikachu, from my understanding, I could be wrong, but wasn't its own it was just its own even self contained thing anyways? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, Easter eggs and stuff, but it's pretty much just its own thing. Well, I mean, even, like, wasn't the game, like, its own, like, self-contained, like, story, per se? It never had really anything to do with all the rest of Pokemon Universe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're just Detective Pikachu. Yeah, that's what... It's not like a... Yeah, you're not like... It's not like Ash's Pikachu. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like the rest of the actual Pokemon Universe. Or is it? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know people apparently want a second one. I know there has to be a theory out there that has that. Yeah. But, you know, I think Detective Pikachu was a good example, cause, but it is, like, in a sense, it's still a self-contained story within a giant universe that doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I love Kirby, but, like, it's just terrifying to Kirby think. Kirby 2023, so they have, an, they have enough time to animate it. How, do you, how much do you need to yeah, animate right. a pink blob with smaller pink blob feet? Uh, how hard is it to <laughs> animate feet. a blue he has, hedgehog he with big shoes? Feet. He has red feet, sir. It's, it's very, very hard to animate uh, stuff, apparently. Just take the blob from the 80s, turn it pink, put some shoes on it. That's, like, even more disastrous. Give it oh, a no. face. Can we just, like, a Mortal Kombat this movie, but just Super Smash Brothers? And, like, just let Kirby fight Sonic. But do it, like, in, like, a horror movie style where, like, people are actually dying. So Sonic is, or like, <laughs> Kirby's, like, literally, like, ingesting these people. So, one, there's a Pokemon show that's from, like, weird 
anime like rtx type people thing that is like the 80 that, oh yeah that's right i don't know if it's come out yet but like we saw it at rtx last year where it was like they made pokemon but in a real sense of like yeah violence war it was well terrifying. the the manga is violent as hell like venusaur literally vine whipping people in half yeah ba- i'm with it basically we got that but they turned it into an actual like co- uh like tv like cartoon anime cartoon I'm with it. It was very disturbing in ways, but it was also very cool. But anyways, um, anyway, I guess final thought. Right. You want to do final thoughts? I guess. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I guess my final thoughts for Sonic. Um, I've like I've always liked Sonic. Um, I play, obviously I grew up playing a lot of the Sonics. Um, I still will always love my Dreamcast, and Dreamcast is always overshadowed. And the best Sonic game is on Dreamcast, and the best system is always a Dreamcast. Um, but obviously, sadly. It wasn't one of those I grew up and just kind of forgot about it. Like we talked about with Ninja Turtles and all this stuff. It was more of, or Power Rangers, it was more of Sonic got bad. And I will stand by that. Because I, I can, you can probably argue the other ones probably necessarily didn't get necessarily bad. They just kind of happened. But this one I can, I will, yeah. I will fairly say they're bad. But I'm excited for this movie. Um, it is, should be interesting to see. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a new Sonic game outside of like, whatever the olympic games and i I know it feels like we've kind of just kind of you know banged on them a little bit but it's one of those like they're just when i think of sonic games i don't think of like oh you're doing the vault or something so i don't know we'll see what happens yeah i mean if the movie ends up being well we might get a new game but i'm not gonna hold i'm not gonna hold my breath for anything but no sonic does hold a spot and i always enjoy the older stuff uh for me i mean i just hope the movie does well because there is like a lot of like lore and stuff here i mean i didn't play a lot of the the video games obviously but the tv show was good the tv show had good stories and this is definitely a realm where you could kind of do multiple movies and bring in all these kind of characters and things like that but also if it's just like a one-off movie that lets us get other good video game movies i'm okay with that i haven't played the games in years i don't know if i ever will again unless something crazy happens because it doesn't seem like the last ones have been that good um, but my, my faith is in, is in the movie to do well so we can get more things like this. And I hope it doesn't take 25 years for us to get it again. Yeah, I'm excited if we get like a, finally get a Knuckles and Tails and Amy and everything. Yeah, I throw Knuckles in there, Tails in there, sh- throwing Shadow in there. You know, like the Mechasonic thing would be cool too to see. There's just, just cool stuff that you can put on like a big screen that I think people would show up for. But this first movie has to do well. And yeah. then like just stop firing your animating teams. We have to pay them first so they don't go bankrupt, so then you buy them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm just excited. I'm really excited for the movie. I think he looks adorable now. Um, I'm just excited for it, really. I mean, I've kind of already said my final thought. Um, I'm interested. Actually, this is probably like the first time I'm interested to know what my brother thinks about a, about a movie because, like, my brother loved, like, Kirby and Sonic were, like, my brother's, like, things saying the word thing a lot this episode but like they they were like my brother's character so it is it would be really interesting for me to kind of like see what he thinks about it um but yeah that's it thank y'all for listening let us know what you think about the sonic movie and as always you can follow us at but why though pc on all of our social medias and you can follow me on twitter at oh adrian yeah you can find me on twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? 
I'm going to go look at Tony Hawk and see the parallels and see what we get. <laughs> 